Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome in. Doug Gottlieb here, and you are listening to our Friday podcast. Got our picks upcoming, got John Middlecoff upcoming, and why the Browns can't have nice things. Let's get after it. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. All right. In other words, Discover Card operates by the golden rule. Treat others like you want to be treated, right? Why don't they just say Discover Card? Use the golden rule. I should work in marketing. I should work in marketing. Whatever we're going to talk about. Whatever we're going to talk about. Uh, basketball last night? No. No. 
No. College football overtime, Pittsburgh and North Carolina. No, no. Oh, all right. First, first, let's just do something for a second. Let's take a deep breath. I was wrong. The Browns kicked the hell out of the Steelers. Literally, figuratively. Okay. I was, I was wrong. John Ramos picked the Steelers as well. John, anything you want to say? I was wrong, Doug. Okay. Ryan Music, you also picked the Steelers. Uh, I was a lemming in following you and Dan Beyer. Was anything you'd like to say? I was wrong, Doug. Okay. And uh, let's go to no, when Dan Beyer. Dan Beyer, is, he's working, but he just did sign language. I had no idea he could sign. Oh, now, now he's ready. Dan Beyer, anything you want to say over last night? I, I, w- I was hesitant, but I was wrong. God, you're a jerk. <laughs> I mean, you can't just you can't just go. Oh, like, yeah, hey, man. That's I me. Was... That's not you, Doug. That's never you. You know, but that's this one's, all this me. One's not, this one's so, not close. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, and look, R.J. Bell came on this show and was like, "They're begging you to take Pittsburgh. Don't take Pittsburgh in this thing." Like, R.J. Bell gave us some sharp advice. Came on, and we all were like, "Yeah, but it's Cleveland. They they they'll find a way to lose the game." Right? They were dogs at home, and they'll find. Or no, they were home. Fa- were they home faves? I can't remember. They're home. Fa- home favorites. Three three point favorites, something like that. Four point favorites, but it wasn't even close. All right, let's let's get down to it. We were all wrong. The happiest guy right now in America has to be Mason Rudolph, right? Not because he got hit upside the head with a helmet. This a couple weeks after he missed a game because of a concussion. Uh, no, no, no. Th- that's, that's not why. Because the sole focus of the win by the Browns is over the final eight seconds or the fight that occurred with eight seconds to go in the football game. No one has even mentioned the fact that Mason Rudolph was terrible. Was terrible. He was shook. He was seeing ghosts. He threw four interceptions and looked like he could have thrown another four had he just been afforded the opportunity to do so. Which leads the question, why would the Cleveland Browns rough up their MVP, right? The best player for the Browns last night was Mason Rudolph. But I believe that is part of the strategy, part of the seed that they wanted to plant. They play each other in two weeks. And they likely believe that Mason Rudolph was intimidated by their pass rush, by being hit, by getting into his space. We can go through all the machinations of uh, Mason Rudolph was trying to take off Miles Garrett's helmet and Miles Garrett then ripped off his helmet. And somehow you're trying to say the two wrongs make a right. The reality of it is the game is not effectively. It is over. Eight seconds to go. It's a blowout. The Browns are getting arguably their biggest win of the year. The first time since they came back into existence, they're going to beat the Ravens and the Steelers in the same season. And Miles Garrett does what he has done throughout his career. Anyone who says he's been a clean player his whole year, no, he hasn't. He's played at, to, and through the whistle. He has an earned reputation. Now, some of this is not a bad thing. Like some of the Indomitian Sioux stuff, not a terrible thing. I need guys on my team that you're scared of. It is football. And can we stop right now, this very moment, 
November 15th, 2019, I implore you as sports radio listeners, fellow broadcasters, people on Twitter, on Instagram, please don't say, well, you know, if this occurred on the street, it would be felonious assault and he'd be in jail. Okay, but it didn't occur on the street. It's a football game. Dude, in football, one guy puts his hands underneath the junk of another guy and orders him to hike a football. If that's not consensual on the street, that's sexual assault. There's literally assault on every play. And you can say, well, it's with a deadly weapon. Okay, you have a helmet on, you're trying to spear a dude, whatever. Just, it's, can we, it is football. And in football, this is nothing more than a fight where a guy went crazy for a second. Everyone has a group of friends. I explained my son was watching uh, this and then the post game on TV. And he's like, what are you going to say about it on radio tomorrow? And I'm going to say, hey, dude, when you have a group of friends, six, seven dudes, whoever's in your pack, you're going to have somebody who always wants to fight. You're going to have somebody who, when you fight, they go crazy. Hold me back, hold me back, guy. And there's going to be a guy who literally wants to fight everybody. It's like, really? Yes. That appears to be Miles Garrett. So, look, was Mason Rudolph, kick, did he kick him in the ding-ding? And did he try and take off his helmet? Probably, but that's also because Miles Garrett tackled him and brought him to the ground when he didn't have to. Game was over, put his weight on him, should have been penalized and broken up at that moment. That, by the way, is all football. And even ripping off Mason Rudolph's helmet isn't it's something that happens in scrums. It's football. And then he tears off Mason Rudolph's helmet and he's getting held back. And Mason Rudolph's like, give me back my helmet. Kind of like um, Liam Neeson in whichever of the takings you could you, you could you, you want. Give me back my son. All of this stuff, reasonable, happens. Football. You just can't swing a helmet at a dude and clock him in the head. And 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 I I I get I almost feel bad for Freddie Kitchens, right? Almost. Because his team did play well. The defense was intimidating to Mason Rudolph. They did have four takeaways of Rudolph. They are playing the Steelers. They were sh- the Steelers young quarterback was shook up. And they're trying to set a tone for the remainder of the season. And he was eight seconds away from doing so. And it probably could have happened to anybody, right? Like I said, every group of dudes has a crazy friend. And every football team has somebody who wants to fight and isn't scared of the ramifications of swinging a helmet. Don't believe me? Richie Incognito still in the league. We've seen Richie Incognito when he snaps. It's not pretty. And he's not the only one like, look, football's made up of a bunch of men and you get 46 men together on a Sunday or a Thursday or a Monday. And there's going to be one guy who's crazy, dude. There's one Latimer spot at the table. First team defense. But it didn't happen to anybody. It happened to the Cleveland freaking Browns who just happened to be leading the league in penalties. No, Cleveland, you can't stand nice things. Freddie Kitchens was asked after the game if his team is getting out of control. Here was his response. Do you think the team's out of control? Um, 
No. I think people get helmet-to-helmet contacts every week. He's right. does happen. Every week, we'll see scrums. Every week, we'll see penalties. Every week, especially in the AFC North, we see this type of nastiness. But on national TV, in your biggest win of the year, your former number one overall pick, swinging a helmet and connecting with a quarterback from another team that doesn't have his helmet on, that one I haven't actually seen before, and it just so happened to happen to your team. It's not a solid that happened on a football field. It's not Freddie Kitchen's fault, but it is, of course, his fault. It does fall at his feet. That's part of the deal. And if, if they were the least penalized team in the league and they had none of these issues and it happened or they're middle of the pack, you could say, you know, this stuff. But when you're the most penalized team in the league and your team has shown an incredible amount of immaturity, these things don't just happen. There has to be a fear of God in the guy on the sideline. And if there's not, these sorts of things are more likely to happen. More likely to happen. Here's Todd Haley, of course, former Steelers offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs on Sirius XM on who's to blame for this mess. This to me, this comes back to coaching. This falls squarely right on the head coach because the head coach talks to every assistant coach who then talk to their groups of players. And there's an old saying in coaching, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And when you allow stuff like this to go on, and I'm not saying this particular taking somebody's helmet off and hitting them with it is going on, but I've been on those fields in Cleveland and, and, Part of the frustration is, is you see things happening and going on that you shouldn't allow, uh, shouldn't be allowed to be going on. Right. You know, if you allow things to fester, this has a more, a greater likelihood of happening. Miles Garrett does have your reputational league. He is going to be suspended for the rest of the year and the playoffs stop snickering. It's still a possibility for the Browns. I don't believe it's fel- a felony. I don't believe anything off the football field should come into play. That would be double jeopardy. He's already losing a couple million dollars by not playing the remainder of the season. I do think Freddie Kitchens should catch a, a, a good amount of the blame. And I think that Mason Rudolph wasn't wrong for going after his helmet. I mean, you do learn a lesson really quickly there, right? Have one of the offensive linemen retrieve your helmet next time, but. But I do think that Mason Rudolph, who comes across somehow heroic, isn't to blame for trying to get a bigger, stronger man off of him when he's laying on the ground and there should have been a penalty called. But he should be very happy today because we're not paying attention to just how poorly he played last night and how inept that Steelers offense was last night, painting a very grim picture of what they'll look like the rest of the season. Oh, whatever shall we talk about? The Browns are going to Brown. Set your watch to it. They sunrise in the east and sets in the west. But the Browns are going to be the Browns. And just like in baseball, how do you explain things that are inexplicable? You say that's baseball. How do you explain a team who's about to beat their rival, actually not rival, nemesis in their division? Shooting themselves in the foot for the remainder of the season with a scrum gone wrong with eight seconds to go at home? That's Browns. That's Browns. Coming up next, there's two young quarterbacks in the NFL that are on the rise. I have one that I like more than the other. It's not really that close. Tell you who that is next.
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio so the big game of the week um, 
is Baltimore hosting the Houston Texans. Should be pointed out that the Texans uh, came in off a bye. Before that, they were in London. And um, it's kind of interesting uh, that uh, that we, we've gotten to this place where somehow I've heard several people who I really like cover the NFL like, well, the, the MVP is already down to Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Where uh, I kind of pointed out, hold on, um, hold on. Deshaun Watson has been just as good, if not better, than both. I mean, we're not even talking about Aaron Rodgers, who's having a great season. We we've completely dismissed Pat Mahomes because Pat uh, Mahomes because he missed three games, even though Pat Mahomes eighteen touchdowns, one reception. Like if Mahomes ends up with in the thirty touchdown variety and two, three, four interceptions and they, they win their division and he wins. Like, I, I don't understand how he's not in that equation. Um, but we've, you know, like we're completely all in on the Lamar Jackson because he is putting up great fantasy numbers. He's running it again at a level that we haven't seen anybody consistently do. The Ravens have a better offensive line, a better defense. They're at home. They've played an easier schedule. (laughs) Outside of that, it's a completely fair fight. And regardless of, regardless of what happens on Sunday, I'm a Watson guy headed forward. I mean, look, we pointed this out. If you actually take, put the good teams Lamar Jackson is still a mid-50s completion percentage guy. The entire season, 65%, which is a remarkable improvement over the past. But it's factoring in 10 for 10 against the Bengals. Who The Bengals are a joke. They're so bad. The Dolphins and the Cardinals, whose defense was ridiculously bad, and it was at the start of the year. That's where he loaded up those numbers. He has more touchdown passes, the same number of interceptions. That's Deshaun Watson. He's thrown for more pass yards per game. His passer rating is higher. He has more game-winning drives this year. The only thing that Lamar Jackson actually does better is run the football, which is something he's going to have to do less and less, which Deshaun Watson learned because he's torn his ACL twice, once in college and once in the pros. And he had a, a, what, a collapsed lung as well? So... I I understand that we think Lamar Jackson is doing something we haven't seen before. It's not true. We've seen Deshaun Watson do it before. We've seen RG3 do it before. We've seen Vince Young do it before. These are similar incarnations of the same style, and the Ravens are probably the best coached and best prepared for it. That's, That's the story here. The story, honestly, is not really Lamar as much as Harbaugh and the organization. They they went through a regime change, although their GM was there previously with Ozzie Newsom. And they're like, look, let's have we have RG3 as our backup, who is a far less athletic at this point in his life version of Lamar. But if he if Lamar goes down, we can we can recreate a lot of it. Let's totally buy into the running game. Just like Denver when they had Tim Tebow shortening the game, they had the best kicker in the game. Same exact thing, and play to our strength was our defense, and they fixed their defense some by going and getting Marcus Peters midseason. 
All of these things make sense and do, in fact, work. But it's funny, like, we marvel at Deshaun Watson, the things he, things he did in Jacksonville, things he did a couple weeks before that, what he's been able to do with a depleted offensive line, injuries to his running back, injuries to one of his two-star wide receivers, now an injury to J.J. Watt. And somehow going into this game, the discussion is about Lamar, who I get it. You heard people say, well, let's try to line up at wide receiver. Look, we want to paint the picture. Honestly, his mom was his agent. People couldn't get a hold of her to set up workouts. He was kind of a quiet, nonverbal kid who completed below 60% of his passes in spite of the fact that he played for a guy who's seen as a quarterback guru in Bobby Petrino. And what he does best in running the football, in reading on zone read and triple option is something that traditionally hasn't had a long shelf life in the National Football League. These are all accurate portrayals. I I talked to a GM who said, like, look, I like Lamar. But having a conversation with him and having a conversation with Baker Mayfield about football is like having a conversation with a guy with a master's degree as somebody who's just straight out of high school didn't mean that he was dumb it just meant that he wasn't that far along in terms of the amount of knowledge he was he was given or or chose to receive and so what the ravens have done is hey we're not going to teach him things that he doesn't know let's play to his strengths and the question becomes how long how long until he runs down the line in the option and a defensive end does what he's told to do which is end the quarterback Hit him so hard, his spleen explodes. Because you know what somebody will stop doing? If you hit a guy that hard one time, they will stop coming down the line. They will pitch it really, really quickly. And that's the next thing. That's what happens. And can he zag when people zig? It'll be fascinating to watch. Deshaun Watson's playing the league longer. He's a better passer. He's learned to run less, granted some of it because of injury. And I think if we're honest about it, you would take him standing on his own in comparison to Lamar Jackson this weekend, and I would frankly take him heading forward. But the story of this weekend is going to be that football game. Going to be that football game. Texans are coming off a bye, and even though their injury depleted and on the road, that should have given them a ton of time to scheme up and figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion from his time with the Patriots. He came over with his coach from the Patriots to the Tennessee Titans, and uh, they had a big win last weekend. Let's catch up with Logan Ryan. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Logan, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. We're not talking about much. Uh, you didn't happen to catch a football game last night, did you? <laughs> I did. I, I, saw, I saw it live. Uh, okay. Give me your honest thoughts. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I was shocked in the moment. I, I thought about how much money he's going to lose <clears throat> with five seconds to go. Yeah. And then as I kind of watched it more and actually saw the helmet hit and how serious that is. I mean, that is honestly, uh, like I said, I played this sport my entire life since I was six years old. I've never seen anything like it. So I think the, the 
the fine and the uh, suspension, I think that's it was quick and it was just, and I think it's fair. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I'm not, I'll point out, I'm not like a, <laughs> you should charge him with assault guy, right? Like, feels, obviously he's going to be embarrassed. He's going to lose a ton of money. He's going to lose games, going to hurt his team. Like, all of this st- stuff hurts. Like, the idea that as egregious an act as it was, it, it rises to a level where you should call your lawyer and they should call the cops and charge him with assault, that that doesn't feel like a very football thing to do, but I'm just wondering your thoughts on whether or not you, you would pursue act, you would pursue anything off the football field. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I mean, out, out of the game, I mean, taking your helmet off and hitting somebody using it as a as a weapon is is an assault. So in this day and age, you know, people have been sued for less. So. Um, that's a good question. I, I I wouldn't say I personally would, but I'm not surprised. Logan Ryan joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, in, in terms of who's to blame, right? The, um, the 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 penalty. The Cleveland leads the league in penalties. The Tennessee Titans, your team, is um, what near kind of the, what the middle to the bottom of the. Uh, excuse me, you're towards the top. You're like tenth in in most penalties. How much of that is coaching? I think if there's a trend, I think if you're in the bottom, it's coaching. I mean, um, I've seen really good defenses and teams have some penalties because they're playing aggressive, but if uh, the unsportsmanlike, the after the penalty penalties, I mean, if we're talking about holding and pass interference and stuff, you know, that, that, that's technique, that, that's playing aggressive, that's getting physical with the line of scrimmage, that's the rules. But when you're talking about the unsportsmanlike, the late hits, um, the the stuff like that, the stuff you saw last night, I just think that's uh, that has to come down, um, obviously on the player. But if there's a trend, it has to come down on the coaching. So yeah, if you're at the bottom of the league, that's going to come down on the coaching a little bit there. When when you got to Tennessee, I'm obviously you're brought a big portion of why you were brought in was to bring some of that patriot culture with you. What's that like to, to come from one organization to the next and and try and you know try and take a leadership role and evolve the culture there? Yeah, I felt like I was. Uh, I think naturally I'm a, I'm a leader. I think I was a leader on the Patriot defense. We won a Super Bowl, had a really good year, obviously that year, and defensively for sure. And then you know went a free agent and went to Tennessee, and obviously with the with the paycheck comes the expectation that. I think people know me as a good guy on and off the field, and they wanted me to be myself and try to instill that. And um, surprise, to my surprise, I mean, it was it was pretty much there. I mean, uh, John Robinson did a great job. Uh, there wasn't knuckleheads in the locker room. Um, the, the team was training really hard. I just was thought, oh, only the Patriots do it this way, and everyone else must be terrible. And when I went here, I was I was honestly surprised. Like, no, you guys, we're working hard. We got players who care. We got players who are smart. Uh, we're going to be all right. We're going to be just fine. Um, and uh, I think that's how it's been. I mean, we had three winning seasons back-to-back here and obviously trying in a playoff win and trying to take the next step and, uh, you know, be better than 9-7 and seven and be able to win our division and, and, you know, go forward. That's not easy, obviously, in this league with the parity. But I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of leaders and the work ethic and all that stuff was already there. And that's not just a Patriot way. That's just a way of, of good football teams. Uh, okay, so look, your guys' defense had been great all year, but then give up 32 points to the to the Chiefs and then 30 to the Panthers heading into the, the bye week. What, what do you guys have to get back to doing to, to keeping people out of the end zone more often? 
Yeah, I think we got to get better on uh, get back to our third down defense. I think we've just been uh, slacking on third down and playing too many snaps. And then when you play too many snaps, obviously points happen and stuff like that. So I think third down defense is a big emphasis. I think we need to get healthy. I think, guys, we play 10 weeks straight with no bye week. A later bye week in the season, I think Jarrell Casey hasn't played the last two games, two or three games. Uh, Nixon, uh, Malcolm Butler's, you know, went down for the year. Adore Jackson missed a game in that span. So I just think uh, the Nixon Bruises are playing this season and the injuries. I just think it was a good bye week for us, the big win with the Chiefs, and uh, did what we had to do and um, get ready for a good stretch here, a division stretch and uh, a playoff stretch, honestly. I mean, football starts in November. That's something to tell you the Patriots. So. Uh- uh, I was, I was going to ask you, uh, going, going. What, what was it like to go against Mahomes? He's special. <clears throat> he is special. Um, he's he's ultra talented. It was impressive. Uh, I think him and Andy Reid. Um, I think Andy Reid's a great game plan, great and game caller, play caller, and, and game planner. And they had some good scheme for us. And um, that, and he was I, he was able to. Uh, the one thing that that made him different than anyone else I played. Uh, obviously, he's, he's pretty smart. Obviously, he has arm talent. But he was able to back up. When we blitzed him and rushed him and had good pass rush, he was able to back up 10 yards deeper in the pocket like he was playing Madden. Like, he was able just to keep dropping back <laughs> yeah. and throw it from 15 yards in the well, 25 yards downfield. That's a 40-yard throw, and it's, it's a 20-yard game. So, it's like, you know, he was just dropping deeper than the pass rush. I haven't seen that. So, I think that was the most impressive thing. Obviously, the no-look passing and the sidearm angles and stuff like that are cool, but I think that was the one thing that I really was impressed with. He was able just to evade the rush and kind of throw fadeaways, and uh, they're pretty accurate. So uh, I think that, that was a cool thing about them. And, and you, you talked about their scheming. Logan Ryan of the Tennessee Titans joining us. How do they get, like, it? you would, you would think, all right, everyone knows they're going to try and get Tyreek Hill the football, right? And as right. much as he's crazy fast, maybe the fastest player in the league, um, he's also little, he's strong, but he's little. And traditionally, you know, when uh, you, you put two guys on a guy, what, what about their schemes makes Tyreek Hill such a tough cover? Well, I mean, I think it's, um, I think it's the run. They have an RPO element to every play they run. So not every run they have, they have guys running out routes, they have guys running slants and, and he's, picking and choosing how he wants to gain the yards. Okay, if it's a light box, I'll hand it off. If the box is heavy, I'll do this. You have Tyreek Hill to stretch you vertically, and then you obviously have Sammy Watkins, who's not slow, running you know, in breaking routes, and rather you have Travis Kelsey, and it's a matchup game. And this is a matchup game. They have a matchup uh, problem at tight end. They got a pretty good receiver, uh, Sammy Watkins here. They got this guy, Tyreek Hill, that they're going to give all the little reverses and, and quick short passes too and then he can take the top off and then you bring in a guy Hardman off the bench who might be faster than Tyreek Hill so they just have a lot of weapons and I felt like Andy Reid's a coordinator who can handle all those weapons and it puts a, puts you in a, a tough spot defensively but yeah. I mean our whole goal was to be aggressive yeah. we knew they are going to score points but be aggressive with them and that's what we were and you know the Tennessee Titans offense outscored the Chiefs offense that day and we ended up winning yeah you guys ran the football to death on him as well um You've been a part. I mean, there's been two during during this three out of four stretch. Like the Charger game was crazy. They get you to the one inch line and fumble, really fumble twice, right? And you win that game. Yeah. A- and then the the special teams blunders. You guys get the block, but they also kind of got the, the false start on the kick. Like we mentioned, we started by talking about last night something you've never seen. Have you ever seen 
what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs special teams ever before? Um, you know, people block kids. I'll tell you one thing uh, that we we practice those situations so much at nauseam. We practice these end of game situations. Sure. We practice the goal line. We practice the bungee situation where we try to get a guy to false start on a long field goal to push him out of field goal range, which he did false start. And then we practice blocking kicks. And you never know when it's going to come up. We even practice the end-of-game situation where Mahomes hit the, hit the in cut to get him in field goal position. That shouldn't have been completed. That was my fault. But so we practice that stuff, and I think we see it. Like these games come down to the last play here. You're not going to blow out everybody in this league. So I think they come down to the fourth quarter, and you see plays happen every in every – almost every game and go either way that you know determines wins and losses so i just think that our preparation in those in those uh games have have helped us it's, it's a great it's a great point you know if you don't practice that stuff you can't expect guys to execute it and josh kalu getting that block is part of what you guys ha- have practiced um you have your own animal rescue foundation do you have animals you've actually rescued <laughs> i have three yeah, i have three dogs that i've rescued also my four-year-old daughter is been a uh, a kitten foster. So yeah. we fostered kittens in and out of our house this season for the first time. So we've had kittens finding homes out the house. We have three dogs that aren't going to find homes. They they already found their home here. That me and my wife rescued throughout the years, and we raised over a hundred thousand dollars in two years for animal rescue and uh, donated over a hundred thousand dollars. Sorry, personally raised much more than that for the cause, and. Um, you know, we, we love animals here. Uh, my wife and I, my wife does it full-time. She worked in an animal shelter. And uh, I kind of supported her and, and thought that was a cool thing to be to be a part of and, and be a voice for the voiceless. And, you know, my foundation, the uh, Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation, RARF, is, is hosting uh, our second annual pet vaccine clinic here in Nashville tomorrow, uh, partnering with Pet Community, Community Center. And uh, we'll be offering free vaccines, microchips, spay-neuter appointments, uh, for everyone who comes out, get to meet me and get to bring their animals to get their those annual vaccines uh, for free. I'll be paying for all that, and I'll be at the Matthew Walker Comprehensive Health Center in downtown Nashville. So it's my second second year doing the the vaccine clinic, and those are just some things that my foundation you know provides. You provide uh, awareness, money, grants, uh, education, vaccine clinics, spay and neuter clinics, all that stuff to have people have healthy, happy pets and ideally uh, find all these animals homes yeah what you can't do is you can't play that sarah mclaughlin uh, song i will remember you think about the, all those right. sad starving dogs like man right. come on right. logan I'm, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy a saturday um, hey man yeah no, no it's it it, it it is real it's a dog lover and we have cat cat dog and and get asked about more animals in my house every day it's a great thing you, you and your foundation do hey congrats on the win uh, thanks so much for giving us your honest perspective. And again, that's this Saturday in Nashville, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., the complimentary vaccines and exams at the Matthew Walker Comprehensive Health Center. That's uh, that's Logan Ryan's Animal Rescue Foundation. Logan, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Doug. Thank you. Pleasure is all mine. Will Mason Rudolph officially take legal action against Miles Garrett? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we go through as many topics as possible, and we let Dan Byer play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Byer. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, what do you have, sir? Doug, the game today is... Psychic. All right, Psychic. Will Miles Garrett be suspended for any games of the 2020 season? No. 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 They're doing the indefinite suspension now, leaving the opportunity... the. Leaving the chance that he could be suspended longer, uh, but I think the answer is is no. You know, it's like one of those enough's enough type deal, right? He'll meet with the commish in the office. Meet with the commish, be contrite. He's already released the apology, apologized to Mason Rudolph, and we'll move on. There'll be another controversy. Colin Kaepernick's going to work out. We'll be talking about that Saturday. Psychic will Mason Rudolph pursue legal action as his agent suggested they may look into doing. I hope not. I hope not. My psychic powers are limited to those. Are, are limited, <laughs> limited. To, are limited to those agents because agents do things that make legal sense, but not realistic sense. Like that, that doesn't go well in the locker room. That just feels wrong. Like, oh look, I got it. It's bad. Everybody's kind of embarrassed by it. But the idea that you're going to go like, let's sue him for for what? Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? You know, speaking of that Kaepernick workout, Hugh Jackson's going to be running some drills. Yes. That's yeah, going to be interesting. I wonder if they'll have a drill on how to avoid Miles Garrett swinging a helmet. Do you think that would be a part of Saturday's <laughs> workouts? Maybe it's the new NFL. Yeah. See how good Colin Kaepernick. Swing? Yeah, yeah. Something that night. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, not a shake weight. It's kind of like a, one of those, um, what are the kettlebells? Yes, right? yes. Seven pound kettlebell? Yep. Got a bell workout? Yeah, see if you can avoid this. This is now part of the NFL. Uh, Psychic, what quarterback are we going to be more concerned about on Monday morning after Sunday night's game? Jared Goff or Mitchell Trubisky? Trubisky. Trubisky. It's a Bears-Rams showdown. Bears-Rams. It's a rematch of last year when uh, the Rams came out and Jared Goff looked terrible in Soldier Field, right? And the Rams just looked cold. And the Chicago Bears, call my hotline and I'll give you the... I'm sorry about that. I give you the picks to that game. Now I, I we're still going to be concerned about Trubisky. Psychic. There are five unbeaten's in college football. How many will remain after this weekend? Mm. Don't have to give us picks, but just the. I know picks come up later in the show, but just of the five, are we going to still have five on Sunday morning? No, I will give you. I I I think what you're asking about is Baylor. I think. I'm asking about... Uh, I mean, Alabama, no. LSU's at... LSU is at Mississippi State. No, they're at Ole Miss. At Ole Miss, sorry, I got my wrong. Uh, yeah. Alabama's at... Should the, say it on the sheet there that... Uh, got, oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was actually looking... I meant to look at the lines here. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> it's all right. My bad. Uh, we will have three unbeatens. So, right. no, we will not have five unbeatens. All right, Psychic, when will Ohio State pull quarterback Justin Fields from their game at Rutgers on Saturday? I don't know, but the line is 52 and a half and the over-under is 61. So, they obviously, and much as nobody thinks much of Rutgers' defense, they think even less of their offense. Um, when will they pull him? I would say mid-third quarter. All right. Psychic, will former Oklahoma head coach Bob Stoops ever coach in college again? Report saying that he is no longer a candidate or not a candidate at Florida State. Oof. Wow, that's a tough call. Um, I'm going to say no. Hmm. 
Let's say no. He's got the XFL coming up. Yeah, and he's got the XFL coming up. I just remember his dad, and he told us he's healthy, he's fine, whatever. Remember his dad died while coaching a game, high school football in Ohio. I'm going to say no. He's got a lot of money. Nah. Nah. Don't think so. Finally, Psychic, will Mike Trout match or pass Barry Bond's record of seven MVP awards in his career? Got his third yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to say no. It's it's really hard. I think he's finished one or two every year but one in his career, right? I mean, it's crazy, but I'm going to say no. Like seven. No, if he wants to go on a huge steroid regime, bulk up, get massive, hit bombs late into his 30s, then maybe. Maybe. That's psychic. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we talked a little bit about this already, but a lot on the line for the Rams this Sunday at home. I'll break that down for you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show uh, is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. You know, we were waiting for a sign of life from the Browns, and we got it on the football field. Unfortunately, it was derailed by the nonsense of the last play, five seconds left. But then you're watching and you're sitting there going like, okay, if if Mason Rudolph looks that bad against the Browns, and I will grant you they played at home against the Rams. Everybody looks different. But Mason Rudolph was palatable against the Rams. How, how the hell did the Steelers... How did the Steelers look, look so good against the Rams when they were so inept last night? I know, short turnaround. I know it's on the road. But it's not like the Browns have a great offensive line, right? Like you can sit here and tell me that um, um, you can sit here and tell me that, man, the Steelers have a short turnaround and the Steelers are, are playing against the Browns team that's fired up. But I got to tell you, the Rams look bad in comparison. I, and I don't like the, the transitive property. You guys know what the transitive property is? If A equals B and B equals C, then A must equal C. That's a transitive property. So transitive property in sports will work something like this. If the Steelers are better than the Rams because they beat the Rams and then the Browns are better than the Steelers, the transit property A equals C. The Browns must be better than the Rams. Doesn't really work in sports. Every game, context in of itself. Thursday night, road game as opposed to home game, etc. But if you're the Rams, who have you actually beaten this year? Saints, very early in the season. That was at home. Panthers, I mean, hell, that was Cam Newton, different quarterback. Outside of that, you know, since the month of September, they've beaten two teams, the Falcons who have two wins and the Bengals who have none. Zero. 
So now their window looks something like this. Bears at home, Ravens at home, at Cardinals, Seahawks at home. That's their next four. We could see this thing going completely off from a Super Bowl team with a young coach, a young quarterback, and all the hope in the world to, they might be done if they lose this weekend. Might be done. Five and five in that division. And you already have a, a loss to both of the likely playoff teams in that division. You get to five and five. San Francisco is at eight and one. Do the math. That's a tough one to catch up to to win the division. And then the wild card, like again, Seahawks are eight and two. And I know their schedule is prohibitively more difficult than the first half of the schedule going forward. But but you also had the Vikings. Yes, of the Vikings. Like, there's just a limited number of spots in the playoffs. And the NFC is stacked. Like, we'll see what happens with the Rams. We'll see what happens with the Panthers. Obviously, they have a win over the Panthers. That helps them. But this would also be a Bears team that, if they moved to 5-5, five and five, if they were to lose at home, the Bears would be slotted ahead of the Rams because of head-to-head. You know, Eagles and Cowboys, NFC East, and even though the Eagles have not looked particularly good and the Cowboys can't beat good teams, somebody's going to win that division. Somebody else is going to win a bunch of games just because the other two teams are completely inept. You're the Rams against the Bears team that has very little faith in their young quarterback. You're playing at home. A Bears team that after the win last week, they still lost four out of their last five. This feels like a kind of last stand. And everybody thinks of last stands being like the Browns last night. Custer had a last stand. How'd that work out for him? So I've been saving that line all day. I just, I've been sitting on that line. I, did I deliver it well enough, Ramos? I mean, let me go again. Everybody has a last stand. Backs up against the wall. And what is it Berman always says? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. The Browns had a last stand last night, and they dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers. But all last stands are not alike. Custer had a last stand. How'd that work out for him? That's a hell of a line. That's, that's pretty good. I should stop doing radio after that one today. God, I feel good about myself. That's historic reference. Everybody knows it too, right? Everybody knows it. It's not necessarily offensive, right? Because if you pick out a battle where the Native Americans lost... That would be offensive. You pick out a, where the white man lost, totally not inoffensive. Right? When the favorite loses, everybody likes it. It's like bringing up football stuff. If I bring up Boise State over Oklahoma, like no one wants to bring up when Oklahoma beat the hell out of teams, you know, in, in, a, in a bowl game. But on the big upset at the Fiesta Bowl, that one we'll pay attention to. Will Carmelo Anthony be the next Dwight Howard or next Allen Iverson? Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So uh, among the things that got buried because of the nonsense of Miles Garrett last night, 
And the one, the Browns win got buried. Mason Rudolph was terrible, got buried. Um, among the things that, that got buried was this story. Carmelo Anthony is going to sign a non-guaranteed deal to be a member of the Portland Trailblazers, uh, potentially for the remainder of the season, right? Like you sign a deal, but the, the deal doesn't become uh, vested, doesn't become guaranteed until January 7th. So, got to be in your best behavior, Melo, until January 7th, right? We're going to pass the ball until January 7th, and they no more passing. The, the Trailblazers quietly are off to an awful start. Right? It's like, hey, let me catch up with the NBA. Lakers are good. Like, if you go around what you're thinking about the NBA, like a dozen games in, if you did like bullet points, you do Lakers, good, good. You would do, um, hmm, Warriors, terrible, terrible, tanking, terrible, complete injury mess. Clippers are more known for, I think, load management than they are anything else. Rockets have borderline spectacular offensively, but kind of a disaster defensively. Probably the, the the least reported story is that uh, the Portland Trailblazers have lost six of their last seven games. Their only win is over the Hawks. And the Hawks are better than you think, but still not good. And many of those losses have not been close. 18-point loss to the Sacramento Kings. They lost to those same Golden State Warriors. They came down and got beat by the Clippers in a close game. They've had moments of greatness by um, by Damian Lillard. But they've also had a ton of injuries. Zach Collins is out. He hurt his shoulder. You know? Hassan Whiteside is like their only rim protector defensive player. But they've had Lillard. They've had McCollum for every game this season. And they're bad. Four and eight bad. Rodney Hood's been up and down, and Zach Collins is out. Zach Collins is a power forward, right? Like, their other options are Scal BCA or, or Anthony Tolliver. So it's not like Carmelo Anthony has to come in and outplay some Hall of Famer or even some borderline all-star. But what he has, what he needs to do, but what he... Look, you, this can go one of two ways. It can go the way of Allen Iverson. Do you guys remember who Allen Iverson played for last? You want you want to take a guess? I I'll bet Dan Byer knows this stuff. I, I almost I almost don't want to ask him because I know Byer knows this stuff like about the team. <laughs> I, I, you, I had two remember? teams. I I remember a stint in Denver. Uh huh. But uh, did he go to Memphis? He did. He did. He went to Memphis and then he went back to Philly as well. People forget that he actually finished up in Philadelphia when Philadelphia was bad. 2009, 2010, he went to Memphis. He lasted all of three games. Three games. And then he went to then he went to Philly and he played for the Sixers. That Philadelphia 76ers team was 27 and 55, non-competitive. Um, he played like way too much, 32 minutes a night, 14 a game. Didn't make shots. Didn't make plays for other people. Not great. And then was out of the league after that. So, look, these type of guys, he, he did go to Detroit 
People forget he went to Detroit for a little bit. Like, yeah, Iverson. Um, Iverson was in Detroit. Iverson was in Memphis. Iverson was in Philadelphia. And none of it was good. And you have two choices. You can go the route of being Allen Iverson. I'm Allen Iverson. I'm not an MVP to come on the bench, right? And just do your Allen Iverson thing. Just do your Carmelo thing, which is I'm going to try and come in. I'm going to try and get buckets. I'm not going to play much defense, but I'll be out there and wave and kind of try. And I'm just going to try and get as many buckets as I can because I'm Carmelo Anthony. And you've seen Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello never misses on Twitter. Or you could go the way of, there's another kind of unreported story. Like when we talk about the LA Lakers, what do we talk about? We talk about Anthony Davis looking like one of the top five, top 10 players in the league. LeBron James leading the league in assists. Kyle Kuzma being back and appearing now on the brink of being the star that the Lakers think he could be. Avery Bradley is hurt, got a little fracture of a non-bearing weight bone. Like they were waiting for Rondo to get back. Alice Caruso maybe has been a bigger headline for the Lakers. But you know who's been really good and hasn't caused a ruffle? It's Dwight Howard. And what's he done? He lost 25 pounds. And he's he's like, you don't hear him. The only thing you see at Dwight Howard is like, wow, he's really skinny and he's got a cool, kind of cool hairdo. Dwight Howard's averaging seven and a half and seven and a half in 20 minutes. They pay him nothing. He's just he just comes in, does his job, checks the you know, punches in, punches out in the clock, and he's done. Keeps his mouth shut. Not doing any Dwight Howard stuff other than, you know, looking like he can shoot in warm-ups, but not in the regular real game. But he's not out shooting threes. He's not out reinventing himself. He's just, I'm going to play hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like wallpaper. I'm just going to hang out here like some wallpaper. And Dwight Howard's going to remain, as long as he does this, he'll remain in the league for five more years. If you're mellow... Get yourself in the greatest shape of your life. If you're not already, can and continue to be. And then just, we don't hear a word. I, hey, I'm just here to play for Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and to try and win games. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome him in. May the Schwartz be with him. Jeff Schwartz joins us, former offensive lineman, of course, has his own podcast. He and his brother, who is a lineman with the Kansas City Chiefs and is better than him, uh, uh, wrote a wrote a, what, a, a food book. Um, so, look, you're the perfect guy to talk to about lineman scrums, what is and isn't above you know what what isn't it isn't above board um and i want to get to the fact that mason rudolph was awful last night and the browns are actually pretty good but let's start with the play everybody's talking about how how much is mason rudolph to blame for what took place okay so there's in my mind there's two separate incidents that happened and that's the way the nfl has looked at it as well so we have mason rudolph throws the football Miles Garrett tackles him heavily, hard, whatever you want to say, lays on top of him. 
Mason Rudolph tries to grab his helmet. We, we, we saw that. Right? I do not think, by the way, he was trying to kick him in the groin. I think he was just trying to get away from him because he had both, Garrett had both his hands on his helmet. Rips his helmet off. Okay, if it ends right there, no one's getting suspended, and people will get fined, right? Garrett's getting fined, and maybe Rudolph gets fined. Who knows? Then Rudolph goes over to him, right? And then Garrett hits him in the head. So the, from the point that Garrett hit him on his head to everything that happened afterwards, that's where all the suspensions have come in, and rightfully so. Now, I don't think Pouncey should be as suspended as many games as he did, um, but that's where the suspensions are for. They're not for the other stuff. If you look at the history of the NFL, Kyle Turley, go look on YouTube. He took a guy's helmet forcefully off, not like 20 times worse than Miles Garrett did, and chucked it down the field and got like was fine with $25. They do not suspend people for trying to take helmets off. They don't suspend people for kicks to the groin the first time. They don't do that. So they suspend players for hitting someone on the head with a helmet. And for, for people to not understand that this is what this is about and to try to, to try to tie in Mason Rudolph coming over to Miles Garrett like he was going to attack him like this, 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 you know, Miles Garrett, this poor guy can't fend off a quarterback who's yelling at him and he's got to hit him with it. Like, come on, guys, get out of here with this. So I thought it was appropriate suspension. I thought the NFL did exactly what I expected them to do in this state. They'll, they'll find Mason Rudolph. They'll find players coming off the bench. They suspended everyone who I thought should be suspended. And hopefully by, you know, next week we forgot about it. Jeff Schwartz joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Schwartz, let me, let me uh, continue to pick your brain here on, uh, on Miles Garrett. Doesn't he have a, a, a bit of a reputation? Uh, this year he has a little bit, yeah, um, which is odd because he has up until this point not had that problem, but he did punch Delaney Walker. He's got a couple personal fouls this year. Um, so he, he has had those instances, yeah. How much to blame is the head coach? A lot. I think, I think most of this. And look, it, you cannot blame Freddie Kitchens for the actual, like, hitting over the head, right? That, that's obviously a Miles Garrett problem. But I think if you look at the Browns and the way they play, um, it, it, look, it seemed like last night they were going after some heads last night. Maybe they weren't. It look, kind of looked like it. Uh, they're undisciplined. They made terrible mistakes. And, look, even Baker Mayfield before the game saying, and I can't even admit this out loud, we thought it would be easy this year. Well, that's a reflection on your coach and you. Uh, and their team is poorly disciplined. They don't do things very well. Even last night, Doug, they averaged like four and a half yards of play on offense. And a couple of explosive plays, they weren't terribly great. Their defense played really well, I thought. Um, but they're just, they're, they're not very disciplined. And the worst part that's going to happen is they're going to finish like eight and eight, nine and seven because their schedule's easy. And Freddie Kitchens will be back next year. Yeah, I think they're kind of kidding themselves. They think they're close. They're not really close. They're just going to benefit from playing a couple of terrible teams like the Bengals, the Dolphins, and, and the Cardinals. Yes. And look, I, I understand the idea, and I've said this earlier in the year with the Patriots. Like you're supposed to beat the teams you're better than. The Patriots are blowing teams out, right? They, the Browns beat the Bills by three points. They, beat a, they had a really ugly game against the Steelers, and I think the Steelers in two weeks at home well, might win that game. I mean, these the teams are not far apart. Um, and so, yeah, they're not a good football team right now. And that's a, a direct reflection on, look, on Freddie Kids, but also John Dorsey decided to go for the flash and the wide receivers and not really worry about the mean potatoes with his offensive line. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of, of Jeff Schwartz. Uh, all right, let's, let's move to some, some other football stuff. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have looked great the past couple of weeks, obviously once against the Patriots and then uh, against the Bengals who stink. But a big portion of it, and maybe not discussed, is their their ability to gouge people with this run game, with their blocking. 
Uh, for an offensive lineman, how difficult or easy? What What is it like, the system that they're running in comparison to other systems that you've run in the NFL? Oh, nothing like it. Um, you know, if you want to call it a college system, sure. Um, they're running nothing like anything else in the NFL. And that's why it's hard to defend the first time through the lineup, right? So that, then we saw in the Chargers playoff game last year, the difference in defending it the second time around. You don't ever see you can't and you can't practice for it. There's no way to practice for it because Lamar Jackson is much faster than you'd ever imagine. If you just watch him play and guys try to tackle him, it's clear that's the case. There's no way to mimic the all the different backfield action they're doing. The Ravens have practiced this for for weeks now, for months now, and it's very unique. Um, but you know the issue I have with this offense is the same I've always had is that it's been proven outside of Colin Kaepernick one season that this is not working the playoffs. And look, you can look to the quote unquote running quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, all their rushing numbers drop in the postseason. Five, you know, I think Russell Wilson the year one of the Super Bowl had eleven carries total in three playoff games. And that includes scrambles. Uh, it's because things tighten down. The defenses are faster. They're more focused. You don't want your quarterback to get hit. This offense, in my opinion, is not going to work in the long term in the playoffs. And we'll find out this year, obviously, but um, I, I, don't, I, I haven't seen proof it's going to work in the long term. Maybe this is the one time in NFL history that this type of offense can function. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff Schwartz is our is is our guest. Um, okay, let's work our way to the Rams. They take on the Bears this week. Huge game for the Rams, and we mentioned the Steelers. Um, look, Steelers' defensive front is good, but they kind of embarrassed the Rams. Now they take yeah. on a Bears team that dismantled them last year. We're kind of in must-win territory for both teams. What are your thoughts on that Rams offensive line and Jared Goff against the Bears? Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a loser go home game, right? If either teams lose, they're probably out of the, the wild card picture. Um, look, the offensive line has not been good this year for the Rams. A combination of guys getting old and also going younger at some positions, and the combination hasn't been very good. But you know, I, I kind of put all this on McVay. Honestly, if you look around the NFL, there's a bunch of teams with injured offensive lines that still function in offense. The Chiefs have injuries in offensive line; they still make it work. The Patriots, the, the Niners were out two offensive tackles. They actually played worse with both the tackles back against Clowney last week. Um, and they make it work. And it feels like McVay keeps trying to do the same things that don't really work. It's been proven now. There's a way to stop this offense. You know, get, 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 you know, so if you stop the runner early downs, Jared Goff is not very good at, you know, third and eight, third and seven, like pure drop back passing. And so they found out, stop the run early in downs. So where's the, where's the creativity from McVay to do something different? We see a lot of these coaches adapt change their offense. We've seen we see a bunch of times this year where backup quarterbacks are winning football games because teams have, have adjusted the way that they do things. I haven't yet to see that adjustment from McVay. And so I thought it was going to happen after the Patriots game. The Super Bowl did not happen. It's not happening Sunday. So I wonder if it does happen at all. Josh Schwartz joining us. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's, let's get to a team that I don't think probably gets – discussed enough uh is is the uh is the Kansas City Chiefs I like you watch their games obviously your brother plays there you watch their games intently how could they so thoroughly dominate statistically on offense last week against the Titans and still lose well uh, a defensive fumble recovery by the Titans obviously that's that's one way to uh to, to have it happen um, and then a kick, a kick was blocked. Yeah, they had, they had, they had special yeah, teams yeah, miscues. 
but it's really weird. Andy Reid is now one and nine against the Titans. They've lost the last three games in really weird ways, right? So they had the game where uh, Mariota had his own touchdown pass, right? They're twenty-one-three. Jeff Triplett also blows the play dead with the Chiefs to score a touchdown on. Then I think next year, the year before, whatever, Suckup hits a fifty-eight-yard field goal in five-degree weather with a brand new football. We know the kicking balls are brand new. That's like weird. And then the game on Sunday, you know, defensively really interesting. Um, and I'm interested to see how they play out on Monday night. So when, when Pat Mahomes was out, second half of the Broncos game, Vikings and, and Packers, the defense actually played really well, better than they have in a couple of years. And as soon as Pat came back, they weren't as good anymore. And I wonder if just, you know, not, not like consciously, but subconsciously, they, they know, okay, you know, Pat will save us. It's okay if we, like, don't play as well. I know it sounds weird to say, but it just feels weird that all of a sudden, after three great games, you face the Titans offense that isn't very good, and they just drive up and down the field on you to win the game. They rush the balls as much as they want. It was just very weird performance on the defense. Jeff Schwartz joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What do you think of Adam Gase, the Jets coming out and saying Adam Gase is going to be back, not just the Rainer this season, but next season? Well, I mean, obviously it, it makes sense to say that now. Look, if you have invested in Sam Darnold as they have, there have been signs that Adam Gase can guide an offense. Now, they're brief. Uh, but also, you kind of didn't help him out. You have you forced Greg Williams on him to be his DC, and supposedly there's no communication there, right? You kind of have done that. You know, remember Matt Rule at Baylor was going to take that job until the Jets was forcing his staff on him, which is not the way, in my opinion, you want to build your team. So you got to let Gase have his own guys. I'm not a fan of firing coaches after one year. I get why it's done, um, and there's a case to be made that Freddie Kitchens is probably gone. Uh, as well, but I, I don't, I don't like it. Like at least give a guy more than one year to do his job. I mean, how tough is that to build your own identity in in eight months? It's not. So give him some time. Give him another year. Jeff Schwartz joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Daniel Jones, a ton of fumbles. How hard is that to fix? Um, just better awareness in the pocket, uh, a better ability to see what's around him. I think that's more reps than anything else. Um, I, I think that that can be corrected because he didn't have that problem much in college. Um, but so funny, man. Every, you know, we, I was one of the guys who knocked his draft selection, and then all of a sudden he has the one good game, and everyone's like, screw you, Schwartz. And now, of course, he kind of went back to maybe what I thought he'd be. And so, guys, just like it takes time to, to figure out what a quarterback's going to be. Let's give it more than a game or two. Kind of, kind of agree with you. Awesome stuff, Schwartzy. By the way, the, uh, the podcast, which you can – feel free to download is Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. So he's much, he's much smarter than you. Smarter than me. I, I very much am. Yeah. Well, not, I'll, I'll give you college basketball. You can have college basketball, NBA basketball, you, you know more, college, you know football. more than me in college basketball. Right, is the Pac-12 going to, going to win some games this year or what? Yeah, that'd be a lot better. A lot better. Okay. Good. Speak, speak, speaking of Pac-12, is Oregon going to get in the playoff? Uh, I think we're, they put Alabama at five to let you know that at eleven to one they're getting in over a twelve to one Oregon team. That's my that's my assumption. So no, I think Oregon. Yeah, but they also Georgia's also had a, like there's there's a bunch of leapfrogging that needs to happen. And I well, guess Georgia Georgia will take care of itself with with LSU. They still have to play LSU. Right, Auburn, but let's let's so say I'm, let's say Georgia. Let's just say you know again this dream scenario. Georgia for Georgia. Georgia wins out. They get in. LSU loses one game. They get in. Alabama could still only lose one game. Like, you'd be slotted behind I, three SEC teams. 
I, yeah, I, and look, in that case, much of a homer as I am, I would put LSU in over Oregon. I mean, they, they have better wins, and especially depending on how they lose the SEC championship game. They, they should be in. They're 12-1, we're 12-1. I know we won our conference, and they technically did not, but they should be in over us. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm really not fine with Alabama, who has only played three teams total that even touched the top 25 at all this year. Oregon's played eight of them, um, and Alabama will not have won their conference. I'm not saying Oregon's better. But I think that winning your conference is still kind of important to do, and um, is it? I hope that the committee likes that. Is it? Well, I mean, but Doug, you only play the games that are in front of you. Oregon will have won twelve games in a row. I mean, what do you? What do you? Right, they will. I mean, like, look the the argument would be the argument would be they would have beaten an Auburn on the road, whereas you would have lost to Auburn in a neutral site. Granted, different part of yeah. the season, almost a different team, whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's a different. It's, I just think it's a, it's a different team. I get I get the argument, and that's fair and all. Um, but but again, like, why why even have conferences then? Why don't you just play twelve random games? I mean, there's a reason why the conference is set up in that manner. Or just or just do this, or have one bracket with four SEC teams and do the other one with everyone else. Like, I just at some point, winning a conference has got to matter for something. And and I get the SEC's good. I'm, I like watching them play. I'm all for their being good. I understand that. But at some point, like winning your conference, which is the goal every year, has got to amount for something. It does. It's something. But is it the end because all? Because, if the Oregon, end because like, there's no incentive for Oregon to play Auburn. If Oregon had played Portland State, we'd be 13-0. We would 100% be in the playoff. Like, there's no incentive to play Auburn ever. Uh, I don't think you'd be in the playoff if you you be like that. You then you'd be Baylor. Yeah, How about why don't you win the game? The How about win the game? Oh, I'd be nice. And, you got a freshman and, quarterback. That, you got a freshman quarterback. His first game led almost the entirety of the game. Didn't win the game. Like I mean, I just don't see the win well, the game. I, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that like that again though. In the end, it doesn't really help us. The, the risk is not worth the reward sometimes to play those games. I think at 13, though, Oregon would be in. I don't. If we if, if we didn't have if we didn't play, well, why why is Clemson at thirteen though? Because they're Clemson. Who'd they play. Because they they're Clemson. Okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, all right. I mean, do you think Clemson's better than Oregon? Uh, yes. Okay, that's why. There's your answer. Jeff Schwartz is smarter yeah. than you, not me. You. Anyway, that's his podcast. <laughs> Schwartz, great stuff, dude. All right, take care, bud. Bye. I love Jeff Schwartz. He's a good. He's a good. He's Mishpuka. Mishpuka. Why did the NFL feel the need they needed they had to create a private workout for Colin Kaepernick? You'll be intrigued. It's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every day at this time, the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, we like to play for you a portion of a previous show on FSR or FS1. We call it... This is Dan Patrick discussing Colin Kaepernick's tryout and why the NFL made it happen. According to my source, Jay-Z said that he took a reputational bullet for the commissioner. And that when, you know, they had that press conference, his new role with the NFL, you know, social, you know, agenda, social injustice. He was going to help with the entertainment for halftime, all of this. And my source said that Jay-Z was pressuring the commissioner to do the right thing and have this workout for Colin Kaepernick. So Jay-Z made this happen. Interesting. Also shows Jay-Z's sort of out of touch, but this is Jay-Z's way of, Hey, look, I'm in here to help influence change. The, the weird part about it is it's like 
he's been available for workouts and for meetings at any point during the last three years. But somehow Jay-Z kind of forcing this. Now, you know, Kaepernick has to go. Right. Has to go, has to show up. Um, he arrived in Atlanta, so we'll see what he's got. I, I don't have nearly the negative perspective that, that other people have. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Does intent matter in this situation for Jay-Z? The fact that he pushed the envelope for the NFL to do this for Colin Kaepernick, if what we're saying Dan Patrick is, is saying is true, that he may be doing it from the perspective of, hey, you guys made me look bad, so let's try and do this to make me look better. Does that even matter if it results in Colin Kaepernick getting a tryout and getting back into the league? I don't think I, I look how it happened is in, is interesting. I mean, really, really interesting. Um, super interesting. But it it shouldn't matter. Like I don't care how I get the opportunity. I just want an opportunity. If I'm Colin Kaepernick and I want to play in the NFL, I don't care. Just give me a chance to show people that I can still play, that I can throw the football, I can understand a route concept, that I'm in shape. Like That's what I want. That's my goal here. And I don't think that's crazy. And yeah, like if, like obviously getting this stuff getting out helps Jay-Z, you know, helps him, helps him with his, helps him with fans who thought he turned his back on the, on the cause, on the movement when it, I told you before, it's the opposite of it. It's the same reason, by the way, that if invited as a champion, I would go to the White House. I don't know if I'm going to get a minute with the president or with somebody who's influential, but I know I won't get that, that opportunity just sitting at home, you know, protesting, going there, you know, tweeting about it and, and being all tough and woke on, on social media, that doesn't get you the opportunity to talk to somebody who might, might actually matter. Doesn't mean it will, but you take that opportunity. What does the fuck say? I do wonder what becomes of it. I do think it's a favor. I'm okay with favors. You guys okay with favors? Of course. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with favors. Somebody wants to say, "Hey, will you do it?" Three. Three possible outcomes. Colin Kaepernick never gets signed. Colin Kaepernick gets signed shortly after the tryout. Colin Kaepernick gets signed sometime in the offseason due to the fact that he had this tryout. Hmm. Um, I think Colin Kaepernick will have a couple of visits with teams because of this tryout. I think Colin Kaepernick will sign with somebody in the offseason and will probably not make a team. The hard thing for Colin Kaepernick is to be the Dwight Howard deal. And in the, in the NFL, it's even worse. Are you willing to be a backup? And the backup's job is to get the starter ready. The Browns are officially not allowed to have nice things. I'll explain why next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Got a lot to get to here, kiddos. A ton. I say we start with, yeah, Miles Garrett. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. I've heard a lot of things said today. I've heard Mason Rudolph being blamed. I've seen Mike Pouncey get suspended for I, I don't know why. Um, I've heard all kinds of things about Miles Garrett. Never play football ever again. 
that type of behavior doesn't belong on a football field. You can be right. That type of behavior doesn't belong on a football field. And be wrong. He'll never play football again. Like, really? I, I could, could it have been worse? Yeah. It could have been worse. He could have caught him in a bad spot. Could have knocked him out. There could have been blood everywhere. Could have happened. He also could have swung and missed, and then it would have looked like any other helmet swing in the history of the league. It has happened before. Doesn't happen often. And usually once the bonnet comes off, everybody stops like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like in hockey where you can fight, but once guys go to the ice, you're like, whoa, 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 it's over. Right? I, I, I don't. It, does it look good? No. Is it good for the Browns? No. Is it good for Freddie Kitchens? Uh-uh. Does it overshadow the fact that the Browns kind of manhandled that offensive line and, and really Mason Rudolph struggled? It does overshadow how well they played. But this is also who the Browns are. Reputations are earned. And they have earned the reputation as a dysfunctional lot. As a disrespectful lot. As a group of dudes who do not have the discipline it takes to win at the highest level. You lead the league in penalties. We shouldn't be surprised when the most egregious act of the season is committed by one of your players. Here's Freddie Kitchens. Do you think the team's out of control? Um, no. I think people get helmet-to-helmet contacts every week. Yeah, I, I don't... I think there's a, there's a place between being out of control and it being just like any other football team is, is where the Browns sit, right? Are they out of control? Is this like, every, like dudes are kicking guys in the groin on every play and swing? No. But the lack of discipline has led, led to the penalties. The lack of fear of, of repercussion from your head coach is probably at least a portion of what happened last night. And instead, we start picking apart all these other things. It is not Freddie Kitchen's job to tell his star player to not lose his head right before the last play. Again, that should be known. But it is part of the process of building a new culture in Cleveland, which is supposed to implore discipline, which doesn't actually happen. Here's Todd Haley, of course, was an offensive coordinator last year. Should be pointed out he got fired. Freddie Kitchens got, uh, got bumped up. So I'm sure there's some bitterness there. But here's Todd Haley, who's a former head coach in the league. This, to me, this comes back to coaching. This falls squarely right on the head coach because the head coach talks to every assistant coach who then talk to their groups of players. And there's an old saying in coaching, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And when you allow stuff like this to go on, and I'm not saying this particular taking somebody's helmet off and hitting them with it is going on, but I've been on those fields in Cleveland, and, and part of the frustration is, is you see things happening and going on that you shouldn't, allow, uh, shouldn't be allowed to be going on. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. So now you got a little bit better sense of exactly what's taking place. That's a coach. Like, look, is the messenger the, the, the perfect guy? No, but he's saying a message which I think most of us believe to be true. Most of us believe to be true. Which is, at some point, it falls on the head coach. Either you're coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. 
Freddie Kitchens basically said this could have happened anywhere. Maybe. But it happened here. Right? And things just keep happening here. If it was a one one off incident, you'd be like, all right, it's one off. Browns are pretty well run. But then you, you sit there and go, they're the, they lead the league in penalties. You know, they've they've had other things that have taken place. They had a, a quarterback who had three different styles of facial hair in one football afternoon. Like all of these things. Odell Beckham Jr. with the watch. Like, does it really matter? No, but everything does matter. I mean, we tried telling you they're like a fad diet. You know? The only way to truly change your body is at the core of who you are and what you're about. Same thing when you go through any kind of life-changing experience. You fall back into those same traps. This is who the Browns have been. This is who the Browns are. If I would have told you, if I would have given you a guess... I would have given you a guess of who would have a star player who would take off somebody else's a quarterback's helmet, swing and hit them with it. There's a pretty good chance you would have guessed the Browns without even having known, right? Fair? So, you know, the Browns are doing things which hurt themselves they are the king of the plexico burst the self-inflicted wound and that reputation has been earned and it was earned last night now i don't think that miles garrett should be kicked out of football forever i think that that even the idea of prosecuting him off the football field is nonsense he's going to lose a million dollars or so maybe a little bit more and not play six games being called a dirty player like all of these things do not help Miles Garrett as he's m- working into the fifth year option on on his rookie contract, and that's enough. Right? Could it have been worse? Sure. Was it worse? It was not. So I can't charge him with attempted murder when he didn't attempt murder. I can't. He just lost his mind. Had no discipline. Didn't have guys around him grabbing him, pulling him off. Hell, he lost his mind when he's like laying on a quarterback. Could have been a penalty. It's like last play or next to last play of the game. What are you doing? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Good week last week picking games. Four and one in college, three and two in the pros. Should be pointed out for the season in the NFL. I am 39 and 31. That would be on the plus side of making money. I'm not going to sit here and brag about my college numbers. They're not great. That's like bragging about my college grades, but I did pass college, so I got a degree from the Spears School of Business, marketing degree. And I think at the end of the day, we will get a degree. We will finish above 500. Just will ourselves there. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to will ourselves there. Anyway, let's get to the picks. I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. Starting college. Florida taking on Mizzou. Florida needs a win and a Georgia loss to keep its SEC East title hopes alive. They got to win. 
Missouri has been sinking as of late. Now, look, Missouri is going to get Kelly Bryant back, their quarterback. Kelly Bryant was, remember, he's the guy at Clemson. He actually led Clemson to a playoff, come back from a minor injury. So there, there is the thought that this game could be close. But I, I, Florida's defense is nasty. Um, the best defense, really, statistically, in the SEC. And I just think Missouri, in spite of the fact they're playing at home, is worn out by, you know, Georgia's, this is like a Georgia beats you before Florida beats you. I just think de- different level of athlete, even with Kelly Bryant, I think Florida wins, Florida covers. Speaking of Georgia, um, Georgia's taken on Auburn. This is the oldest rivalry in the South. Oldest rivalry in the South. And, um, you know, Georgia is in the top four in the college football playoff. Auburn is 11th in the country. 11th in the country. So, this one's interesting. Um, Auburn's kind of like a linchpin in everybody's argument for whether or not somebody belongs in or does not belong in the playoff because or they lost, they, they beat Oregon. Obviously, that keeps Oregon down. <sighs> I I like Georgia. I just don't I ha I, I can't buy into Auburn because I know they did beat Oregon. But outside of that, when push comes to shove, they don't win these big big games. It's one of the reasons that Gus Malzahn has been on a semi hot seat. Georgia wins, Georgia covers on the road. And Georgia's three and on the uh, against the spread on the road. Georgia's a good football team. Haven't played their best always. Iowa taking on Minnesota. Minnesota coming off a huge win over Penn State, but that being at home. Um, Iowa's good, not great, but Iowa playing at home. I think Iowa wins and Iowa covers. Going to take another favorite. Going to take the Hawkeyes. I think they're better at quarterback. I think playing at home, and I think Minnesota is, though it feels like a team of destiny with so many of the things that have gone bump in the night, I do think eventually that luck runs out. It starts this week. Iowa, minus three, take the Hawkeyes. Baylor taking on Oklahoma. Oklahoma's defense has been pervious of late. Get it? Pervious? Do you know why I use pervious? Because so many people use impervious on defense. Nobody ever says they're pervious. Well, wow. Um, look, this is big for, for Baylor. I don't think Baylor is as good as their record. That's why they're ranked 13th. Um, Oklahoma's defense, of course, gave up 42 points to Kansas State and 41 points last week to Iowa State. Those are not two of the best offenses in college football. James Lynch has been phenomenal on defense. This is the Big 12's best defense in Baylor. I think OU wins, but I think Baylor covers. The, the spread is up to 10.5. I think that's too many. Baylor's kind of been a team of destiny. They've survived twice in overtime. Don't think they survive Oklahoma. Do think that Oklahoma's defense is a bit of a mess right now, and so Baylor covers. And then there's Michigan, Michigan State. I don't know how many people have been following Michigan State, but this is tough times for Mark D'Antonio, who's been uh, arguably their greatest coach ever. But it does kind of feel like there's a foregone conclusion in this thing, doesn't it? Maybe we're all taking it for granted. It's a 13 and a half point spread, but Michigan State does not have the offense. And their defense is not the same with that their star middle linebacker who's suspended for the year due to PED, a PED test. And look, credit Jim Harbaugh. He said 
at halftime of the Penn State game. This would be their finest hour. They did not come back and win, but they look really, really good, and they've looked great ever since. Michigan is much better than Michigan State. Michigan State's mojo is down. It's at the big house. Remember, Michigan still remembers the block kick, which changed some of the trajectory of this Michigan program. I'm going to take Michigan inside of the spread. So I'm taking three favorites, four favorites, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Michigan State, and one dog, Baylor, who's playing at home. Let's get to the pros. All right, pro picks have been good all year. Bengals taking on the Raiders. Raiders are 11-point favorite. They're only 6-3. and three. Raiders are against the spread, but 4-1 and one at home, and they got the extra couple days to prepare because they played on Thursday night football. Bengals are the worst team in the NFL right now. 31st in offense, 32nd in defense. The only reason they're 32nd in defense is there's no more teams. If there's 40, they'd be 40th. If there's 50, they'd be 50th. And they're starting a rookie at quarterback in Ryan Finley. He completed 53% of his passes. His best pass-catching option is not going to play. The Bengals stink. The Raiders are pretty good. They stiffed the playoffs, and they got an extra a, extra couple days of the attaboys after beating the Chargers. Raiders win. Raiders cover. Jets taking on the Redskins on the road. I don't think the Jets are great, but they are coming off a win over the Giants. Adam Gase did get the dreaded, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, what's the dreaded uh, vote of confidence? which doesn't bode well for him at the end of the year, but does bode well for him now. Sam Darnold hasn't been great, but he's been a lot better than Dwayne Haskins. Redskins are 25th against the pass and tied for last and third down defense. As bad as Dwayne Haskins is, their defense is equally putrid. In other words, all the Jets have to do is win. They're dogs here, which strikes me as weird. I'm going to take the Jets easy road dog to pick. Nick Foles is back, which leads some to believe the Jags have a chance. Not this guy. Colts are 10th on offense and on third down conversions. Jacoby Brissett is back after missing a week. 14 TDs, only three interceptions. And the Jaguars just struggle offensively. Um, and, you know, Foles is going against his former offense coordinator, Frank Reich. So if there's anybody who knows how to crack the, the Foles code, it is Frank Reich. I'm going to take, take the Colts to win and to cover at home. Broncos taking on the Vikings. Vikes are a 10-point favorite. Vikings are 3-1 and one at home against the spread. Vikings is 4th in yards per play, 7th uh, overall, 7th in red zone offense, and the Broncos' offense is terrible. I know they beat the Browns with Brandon Allen. They're not beating the Vikings on the road. Vikings is a real, legit football team and a nasty defense. Thielen's not going to play. doesn't matter. If you can beat the Cowboys without Adam, Adam Thielen, you can beat the Broncos by 10 without Adam Thielen. That Vikings defense is fifth in points allowed per game against an unproven quarterback in Brandon Allen. I don't like. I love the Vikings minus 10. And the Rams. The Rams are 6-3 and three against the spread. Bears are 3-6 and six overall, 1-3 and three on the road against the spread. Bears offense is 29th on third down. Most important down in football, third down. They're 29th. Despite all their issues, the Rams offense still scoring points, 10th in points per game. Tales of the Rams points, offensive demise, greatly exaggerated. Greatly exaggerated. Um, Rams win, six and a half point spread, Rams cover. Give me the Rams, the Vikings, the Colts, the Jets, the Raiders. Again, four favorites, one dog. Five on three, one, two, three. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Boom. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's welcome him in. John Middlecoff, of course, is a football savant. Uh, he's a former 
a scout in the National Football League. You can download his uh, Three and Out podcast and the Herd Podcast Network. Over a million times that thing has been downloaded. A million people are downloading that on a weekly basis. Uh, I don't know which one of those numbers are true, but it sounds better when I say a million people per week. Uh, Middlecoff joins us. How many times have you seen a dude take a helmet and swing it at somebody else? That's That's got to be a first for me. Uh, well, I guess I had forgotten that James Palmer tweeted out the Antonio Smith when he swung at Richie. Yep. Uh, you know, it looked like it actually connected and Richie was unfazed at the angle that I saw. But I, I remember that once I saw it. But, yeah, I mean, that's not, you know, something you see. I used to when I was, when I first got, when I became a GA at Fresno State, uh, there were double days. Yep. So, you know, and, and I'm sure the NFL was definitely like this, too. By about week two, everyone was so miserable. Yep. Fresno was so hot. Yep. And you would get some crazy brawls. Plus, but plus there, Fresno's, there, got, Fresno's got dudes that, you know. There's not exactly yeah. right. <laughs> no, like yeah. Fresno, Fresno, exactly. yeah. Fresno is a little bit like the Statue of Liberty said. Give me your your weak, your poor, your weak, your wretched, tired, tired masses or whatever. Yeah. But when I, when I got to the Eagles, though, I mean that first year before the new CBA kicked in, there were double days too, and Coach Reed still to this day practiced pretty hard. There were some brawls too, but the helmets never come off. And when the helmet does come off, at least when it's your own team, they they usually kind of hold back. Um. I I thought Miles Garrett was out of line with the, just the sack and bringing him to the ground. Now, I kind of think some of that was to send a message because they felt like they had rattled Mason Rudolph and this is just sending a message for when they play him in 2 weeks. But like I I almost feel like that part's getting lost a little bit and that he was he was out of line well before that. Well, I, I, the first argument I saw is that he thought he still had the ball, but then the more you watch it he clearly didn't. I, I'm with you. He was there was 20 seconds left in the game. You know, the game was, what was he doing? That's my question is why, why are, I was thinking about this today. You know, I was at the, I was at the Niner game on Monday night and that, that rivalry has kind of got reheated. And that was as physical of a game actually hitting wise, probably of the year, but there weren't anything any close to fights. Why is the AFC North, not just such a physical division, but at any single moment, just a full on melee could break out like that division in terms of just fighting on the field now these last handful of years, and even going back to the 2000s with the Ravens and Steelers, is just kind of on tilt. You know, it's just, that's, maybe it's, they're just a reflection of the cities they live in. I don't know, but that is a, that's an edgy, an edgy four teams. All right, so um, do you think, we, I, I just like the idea of criminal charges to me sounds really silly. It's so dumb. No, yeah. that's not happening. Yeah. To, me, to me, anything it dug in the next year, like, listen, you suspend them for the rest of the season. Yep. It would be a much bigger story, right, if you know the Browns were six and four yep. and not four and six, yep. and they were losing their best defensive player, but they're four and six, and Freddie Kitchens their head coach, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, but I, I think suspend him for the year, you know, loses money, whatever. Listen, I, everything I've heard, he seems like a pretty normal guy that had a bad moment. It's not. I think we've gotten a little over the top with like ban him for life. Like he's gonna get suspended the rest of the year, which yep. is a pretty long suspension yes. for an on the field act, right? Uh, and this notion, like, look at what he did compared to Vontez. Yeah, Vontez had a resume, you know, as long as the state of California. So it, they're they're not, you know, apples to apples. I, I'm fine. To me, the to me the pouncy thing, though. Why I the, get it? Why are know, they suspending pouncy? What's he supposed to do? He did not do anything until he sees the guy swing at his quarterback, and then he just goes to. That's a normal human reaction. I could justify one game because the optics. You know, he's kind of scraping his his cleats against the helmet. 
but three games to me is is over the top. I I completely agree. Completely agree with you. Man, this is weird. John Middlecoff joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, lost in it is the Browns were dominant, and somehow Mason Rudolph come, comes across well when he played so poorly. Right? Terrible. And look, and and we put something out on social media that I said, you know, why would you hurt? Why would you try and hurt your MVP? Right? The Browns MVP was Mason Rudolph. Um, I'm just I'm just wondering, to, did if if anyone thought he was the heir apparent, those those thoughts have gone out the window, correct? They have to. He, even last week when they beat the Rams, he wasn't very good. No. I mean, he one thing that he does do is he throws a beautiful deep ball. Yes, but only when he's but, only when it's clean and never when the weather's bad. To get there, it takes him. I had a buddy in the league say that he reminds him of like a poor man's version of Foles when he was really young. Everything was so slow. And as Nick's gotten older, he's gotten a little quicker. But when you play, when you're just a slow blinker and you don't like, it just it, it takes a second for him to release the football. It just everything's in slow motion because when he, like you said, if it's clean, he can throw it. You're like, whoa, that's a good looking. That's an NFL level pass. But to get to that level, it's got to be perfect. Where Baker, even last night, can make some different off platform throws, and when he gets into it, can throws the frozen ropes. But yeah, the other problem though, Doug is is Roethlisberger looks about 320 right now. And, you know, he's, he's going to be 38. It's going to be hard to rehab from that injury. It's hard for 28-year-old baseball players to rehab that are, you know, in the prime of their life. They don't have a first-round pick because, you know, to someone like that. Because there's not – I think everyone – oh, Roethlisberger's going to be back. I, we'll see. You know, I mean, it's – clearly he's just kind of hanging right now. I, it doesn't look like he's Mr. Rehab. So this offseason, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Roethlisberger, the seamless transition coming back at 38 years old off that injury is some lock. Yeah, no, listen, he – my son's like, when did Ben Roethlisberger become a coach? I was like, he has got – his body looks like that, you know, it's, it's working the way of Freddie Kitchens, another former quarterback. Speaking of, yeah. Fre- speaking of Freddie Kitchens, uh, you know, he got – somebody asked him, you know, is, is your team out of control? And he was like, you know, it's just guy lost his mind, which is fair, except for the fact that they lead the league in penalties, except for the fact that – it did happen on his watch. How, how much of this is, is his issue? Yeah, to me, in a vacuum, clearly Freddie would never have condoned that in a million years. But when you look at the big picture, you've been around coaches your whole life, that, that it starts and ends with them, the way players act, the way they conduct themselves. And we're talking about you know, pre-snap penalties, post-snap penalties. You're either, you know, Bill Belichick's famous line, you're either coaching or allowing it to happen. And in the NFL – where penalties are so extreme, you know, 15 yards, the field's only 100 yards. They, I know coming into the game they led the league in penalties, and then they're the one team that has a guy get banned for the year for, you know, swinging a helmet. So, yeah, to me it reflects him, you know, is he Mr. Player's coach? Like, he can claim all he wants that this is not tolerated in practice. Well, you can't say that when it happens every single week on the field. So, what, my question is, what does he need to do to ensure that he's back? Like eight and eight, but like they had all these terrible moments. Are they going to bring him back? And the problem's going to be is that they maybe they play a little bit better down the stretch and they justify it, but then next year they bring this guy back. Why wouldn't they just have the same problems? So they're in a tough spot. They kind of made their bed and now they're kind of screwed. Right. They want to have some consistency, but they also want to have a good coach in terms of consistency. Speaking of that, what what do you think of the Jets and what they've already announced? Uh, what what did I miss something? No, it was a couple of days ago they said Gase is going to be our coach the rest of the year and the next. Oh year. oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, did you see the Quincy and Noonwa tweet tre- uh, thread? I did not. 
Well, he tweeted like, you know, he's on injured reserve and they find him for missing some, you know, some training sessions last week. And he was like, yeah, I did miss them, but this is embarrassing to put my name. I've been a good guy. They got this kind of this snowball of negativity that's flowing down the hill right now that Adam Gase can't win. Though, even when you read that, you're like, well, Quincy, you did miss the training sessions. Like, this is on you. In the NFL, and this gets back to kind of the Belichickian, you know, militaristic, the way the sport's set up. Like, it's pretty black and white. You're either on time or you're late, right? There's no like, well, you know, I should have called. Well, you didn't. You know, that's Tom Coughlin won a couple of Super Bowls. That's just kind of the way the sport operates. Even quote-unquote players coach, like, you're not showing up late for Pete Carroll and Andy Reid's meetings. You know, you, when you're told to be somewhere, you're there. I, I think that I've always kind of defended Adam Gase. Uh, th- this seems a little crazy. You know, I- I've heard, like, the Kelechi Assembly thing from people on the inside. Actually, it's on Kelechi, but, you know, there's nothing. And because it's an ongoing, you know, legal situation with the union, the Jets kind of have to stay mum, so the papers are just crushing them. I've actually heard it's gotten a little out of control by the narrative than what's actually going on. And at the end of the day, how many players on their team are even worth caring what they think about? Now, the Jamal Adams thing is a little bit of an issue. Like, if you are going to look the guy in the face, and I'm not defending Jamal like, Jamal, you're not Tom Brady or anything, but and tell him, we're not trading you, and then you blatantly are kind of trying to trade him, it's like you, you guys got to be a little careful with that stuff, and they need to be a little more cognizant of when you are talking to other teams, they, yeah. they look at you like, you know, the mark that they can push around because they leak everything you say. Yeah. It's a, it's a very leaky, very, very leaky organization. Um, all right. Let's, let's get to a couple, couple other uh, teams with issues. Rams bears, both teams have a form of a quarterback issue. Can the Rams get right in time? Uh, I, I don't know if they can ever get right because their offensive line is too terrible. You know, they can win some games and have one of those seasons like where they miss the playoffs and they go 9-7, and seven, kind of like Seattle a couple years ago. But I, I'm pretty confident they're missing the playoffs. Now, this team, last year when they played them, the Bears kind of kicked their butt. The Bears are a little bit different of a team this year. Obviously, their offense has been way worse, and the defense hasn't been as good. Losing Fangio, Akeem Hicks is like, I mean, he was a pro bowler last year, but I don't think the casual fan quite understands like how good that guy is. The other red flag I got right now is Khalil Mack the last three or four weeks. It just kind of looked like he's going through the motions. Yep. And I get, you know, you get frustrated, right, when the offense sucks and you're a defensive guy. But, Khalil, you're making historic amount of money. Like, you get paid to be, you know, this is why Belichick was so offended when they compared you to Lawrence Taylor. Like, you should dominate every game regardless how good the team's at. So now Sunday Night Football, maybe Khalil brings his A game, but – yeah, this is a – in theory, this should be a tough matchup for the Rams, but the way the Bears have played this year, it's hard to think that, you know, the Bears are going to win the game. Cowboys have been below average against good teams, above average against bad teams. Uh, how much of their their uh, issues against Minnesota are coaching-based? How much is player-based? Yeah, I thought it was all coaching-based because their players are really pretty outstanding. I mean, Minnesota is clearly one of the most talented teams in the league. Hell, you could argue if they're completely healthy – you know, they are non-quarterback, man for man, every other position as good as any. Uh, they got so conservative in that situation when they were throwing the ball. And then the little thing, and we talked about it last week, is like, uh, you know, when they're calling the fair catch, you've got a little room to go. You know, there, there's got to be some balance of, hey, call the fair catch if the players are there, but if there's not, let it rip. And clearly these players are, you know, get a little tight in big moments, and that's on the coaching staff during the week. It's what Belichick kind of hangs his hat on. 
they're so well prepared, they never kind of freak in these moments. And the Cowboys now have been in enough big games over the last couple of years. They've been good. It, you know, is it Jason Garrett telling Kellen Moore to get conservative? But they are lucky, like this week. You know, they get the Lions, whose pass defense is atrocious. Hell, Mitch Trubisky made some nice passes against them. And Stafford's out. So it's, you know, it shouldn't really even be a fair fight. But, and the other thing going for the Cowboys yep. is the Eagles play the Patriots. So, you know, this could be one of those weeks where you get a win, they get a loss, and it swings a little in their favor. Uh, all right, the, the big one of the big games of the weekend is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going against the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Texans off a bye. The, 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 the Ravens off essentially a bye as they got the Cincinnati Bengals, who are, they were bad before and they are horrible, horrible now. Um, people are going all in on Lamar, like all in. And I've seen the whole thing, and obviously he played exceptionally well last week, and he played well against the Patriots. But I, I, I'm, I'm still a Deshaun Watson guy, considering what he does in the pocket, um, and and what he does, how he throw, how how much more accurately he throws the football. If I would ask you, Deshaun or Lamar, where would you go? I would take Deshaun, like over a big picture standpoint. Like right. maybe Lamar could just have the year, you know, from football heaven this year and win the whole thing, right? But big picture, Deshaun does not like he can have zero yards rushing and kill you. Right? He could throw four or five touchdowns, no problem. He does not need to run the ball in terms of – I'm not talking scrambling behind the line of scrimmage to throw. Like he, That's it where he makes his money, kind of like Russell Wilson. He doesn't need to run. He can run, but that's not really what he hangs out on. Lamar, when he's really killing you, is when he's running, which really his comp is Michael Vick. You know, that's what it's becoming more and more. And I, I, At first I thought it was really bold because I was around Michael Vick post-prison, and it was remarkable. I can't imagine what he was like – you know, 23, 24, just in person. It had to just be, I mean, I saw it on television, but when you see it up personally, you're like, geez, Louise. And I would imagine these guys are saying this about Lamar. The thing is, though, Mike did depend on running a little bit. Yep. And when he had his moments that MVP year, a lot of it was just the passes, right? Deshaun, LaShawn, Jeremy Macklin, he was killing people through the air. And if Lamar could ever get to that level, where Deshaun's at right now? That's why I kind of like the Texans, because – when the Patriots played, obviously they have a great coach who's seen it all, but you can't really, you know, you know, put Lamar on your practice field to to replicate what you're going to see. Where the for the Houston Texans for years now they've, you know, in practice in the off season they see Deshaun every day, who isn't Lamar, but he's kind of close, similar in some of their you know playing style, the the athleticism. They're not going to be, I think, freaked out by what they see when they face this guy. Agree with you. Should be a great weekend, man. Uh, three now is the podcast. John Middlecoff is his name. Follow him on Facebook as well and on all social media. John, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. See you, Dugger. Are, are the Cowboys considering Colin Kaepernick? Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, you're on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> the Press. In Alaska, Hawaii. Fire. I- I've Technically, I've been to Delaware. We stopped there on a train, but didn't get off. That's the so that's a that's a hard one. I'm gonna I'm kind of fudging the Delaware thing. All right, what do you got there, Dan Byer? Doug, we start out with some news from the NFL. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones told 105.3 The Fan that the team will not send a rep to Colin Kaepernick's workout tomorrow. ESPN's Adam Schefter says 24 teams have confirmed their attendance for the workouts. San Antonio. Mm. I don't think San Antonio Spurs are going to be there, but maybe. 
I, too, appreciate what a great city San Antonio is. I, too, appreciate what a great city San Antonio is. Um, yeah, not saying it's like it does. If, if you send a, a coach there, look at a quarterback like dudes talk. I'm just going to tell you. And, and anybody was like, no, coach quarterbacks aren't that sensitive. I've been told that Peyton Manning, every time the Colts would bring in or draft a quarterback, Peyton Manning would immediately call their front office and be like, who's this guy? What's this about? That's Peyton Manning, who before Brady won his sixth ring was considered right there with the greatest of all time. Phillip Rivers does the same thing. Tom Brady not, wasn't happy that they had Brissett, wasn't happy they had Garoppolo. I, that's just, and so if you're the Cowboys, you're like, hey, we're good. We're good. Bet Online has odds on who will sign Colin Kaepernick. Not Yo. work them out, but sign them. The odds on favorite right now, mm. the Cincinnati Bengals at 7-2. to two. The Pittsburgh Steelers looking for someone to fight Miles Garrett are at 4-1. to one. Oh, Ravens are at 6-1. Steelers should sign him. Look, I, look, this is what you have to do in my business. I know there's a bunch of Oklahoma State people listening to me. We're, we're broadcast throughout the state of Oklahoma. You're like, man, poke on poke crime. Like, I like Mason Rolf is a great guy. He's a great college quarterback. I, I just, there's nothing that he's done that shows me he can be a great or even good NFL quarterback right now. He just ha- hasn't looked strong at the position, and he had a year to ready himself. So he'll get more opportunities, but... You know, if I'm the Steelers, it, it's not a and that wouldn't be a terrible decision to take a take a take a take a deeper dive. One other note in the NFL, others have tried, but now Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is the one giving the effort to try to trademark the nickname Danny Dimes. You like that nickname? I do like Danny Dimes. I just don't understand the trademarking thing. I don't know. Uh, like- John, look up the fights on NFL Network. John wanted to see the uh the John play. hasn't seen the fight? Not, not in the, real time. Not the entirety. Just the, you know, the You're snippet. literally the only human bur- <laughs> being that has a television. You've got a television in front of you for the last five hours. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, that's how it happened. Bye. What else, Johnny? What, I mean, what else, oh, uh, uh, Dan? Lakers forward Anthony Davis says he'll play tonight against the Kings despite rib and shoulder injuries. Also in the NBA, Mike Conley returns to Memphis tonight to face the Grizzlies, his former team. Great, dude. Love Mike Conley. Love Mike Conley. Uh, not sure how that works out with Utah. Interesting, where Ricky Rubio has been much maligned. Did a great job when he's in Utah, and he's really turned around, helped turn around the, the Phoenix Suns. Can you name the uh, top five scorers in Grizzlies franchise history? Ooh. Uh, Grizzlies franchise Doesn't history. have to be in order, just the top five. Randolph? Yep. Uh, Mike third. Conley? Yep, Conley's one. Marcus All? He's two. Hmm. Man, who else played for the Memphis Grizzlies? I'd, Sharif Abdul Rahim? I don't He's know. He's actually sixth. Oh, man. Oh! Who, who are the other two? I know, Pau Gasol? Pau Gasol. Yeah, oh, I forgot. Pau got yeah. traded. Yeah. And Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. And uh, finally. Not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> finally, magic forward Jonathan Isaac out yeah. against the Spurs tonight. Rolled his ankle yesterday. In a uniform unveiling ceremony for the Magic, that's no. according to the athletic. Oh, those 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 black with orange uniforms. <laughs> yeah, the citrus ones. He got hurt. Yes, rolled uh, rolled his ankle, so he's not going to go against the Spurs tonight. Wow, they're putting the squeeze on him. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You'll hear Dan Byer uh, Sunday afternoon.
And tomorrow with Steve Hartman as well. And tomorrow yep, with Steve double, Hartman. Double dip. Double, double dip. All right. You guys have a safe and happy weekend. The picks will be up on social media probably in about an hour or an hour and a half or so. Be safe. Be happy. I'll, I'll, I'll report back on what Wyoming's like Monday on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.